I always loved working in the soil. Something your mom and I shared. The fact that you can plant anything. A seed, an idea. Heck, you can even plant evidence to throw someone off the track. We're gonna go for a joyride. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room, if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey guys, it's Terry here. And we hope you enjoyed the conversation about The Incredible Shrinking Man. That was a really good movie. I'm glad that it was brought to us. Uh, it was a lot of fun to get into. Um, I, I just I, I just posted on uh, social media that regardless of size of cats, they're still jerks. So I think it's a great movie, but I felt like our conversation was a little short. Right. <laughs> so um, in, in, uh, in the office in which office, the, the, the room in the house in which we record the, this, this show, uh, we have, I have matching office chairs and the, the gas cylinder on the one that I normally sit in has been failing slowly over time. So the, like the past week I'll just be working and I feel thump, thump, as it just slowly drops. And I'm like, son of a bitch. It's like, I know I'm not shrinking, but my perspective is shifting and I'm mad the entire time. You felt like Scott. It's yeah. just like, and if that's. If that's like how that bothers me, I can't even imagine what it would be like with everything else. So, so yeah, anyway, that's, that's my, the incredible shrinking chair. I don't know. I got nothing, but, uh, yeah. So what we're doing now, and I just let you guys know, this is a podcast that in which we have watched the, the original series of the twilight zone sequence, uh, seasons one through five, uh, go back, collect them all. And we will be moving forward talking about more twilight zone in 2022. Uh, but again, I know we've talked about this previously, but you know, if this is your first time listening, welcome. Uh, we're going to be getting into the the next six weeks. Are going to be we're going to be covering the Shutter exclusive show Creep Show, uh, which is an anthology. It's it's more horror anthology and more goopy and creepy than some of the stuff that we've gotten into. This is more Terry's wheelhouse. Hell yeah, yeah. So creepy shit, man. Yeah, and like I think, and we'll we'll, we'll talk a little more about that in a second. I just think that it's it, it's interesting to to me because one. Um, the new season, season three, has just debuted, so they're doing a weekly episodes, as we'll be doing our weekly watches. Um, I think it's it will be interesting to kind of get the barometer of a series by like getting a little bit of a sample size, as opposed to just jumping in and covering one and getting out. Which we do that from like we like taking our detours, but this is this is actively being like you know released, so we don't have sixty years worth of like thought and other people's like input, so this will be fun. Like I, I wanted to kind of change gears and this is what we're doing. So I hope you guys enjoy this and enjoy the ride with us because it's like shutters, like what, like seven bucks a month or something, seven, eight bucks. It's dirt cheap, man. Like the content that they're putting on there and the fact that they're having ramping up and getting more and more. Yeah. Right. The fact that they have the, the, the money and the resources to put out stuff like this as exclusive material too. Like that's really cool like i didn't i never thought this was ever going to happen from them and they just keep on adding stuff and it's like 
So if you're listening to this and you haven't seen the show yet and you haven't subscribed to Shudder, check it out. I mean, they even have a, fr- a free trial for like 10 days. Yeah. And it's it's really free. I've tried it <laughs> and really I free. liked it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I, you know, and it, it's a, it's a cool little service to keep adding stuff. Like we talked uh, a couple weeks ago when we covered uh, Twilight Zone, the movie, there's the five part um, like series called cursed films, which I know we had, you know, I have some questions about some of like the presentation, but you know, if you want to learn a little bit more about horror films there, they have, um, what was it? Uh, was it horror noir? That's a great documentary yeah. too. And they're actually going to have an exclusive series where they're going to do movies Based on the horror noir idea, which the 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 point of that documentary though was to kind of get more into like um, black voices and horror, yeah, right? black so, creators yeah. and black writers and that, and so I'm I'm really excited about that because uh, they did uh, an awesome job on that documentary, so I'm really looking forward to that. Okay, so yeah, so like we're, we're not sponsored by Shutter, just we're we're honks, right? So that's, but I just wanted to like you know it, it's also getting to that time of year where like this is being recorded right at the very end of September, so we're gonna get into the you know the spoopy times of October. Like, why not? Right. Let's get a little bit more spooky. So I think this will be a lot of fun. Uh, with that being said, this is season three. So there's two other seasons. There's six episodes each. So they're easy to burn through. Um, with that being said, I still need to get caught up. I'm a bad watcher of things that isn't the twilight zone at times. You have let me down, Paul. You're missing out. Like I didn't th- even watch this one. Can you tell me? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to fill in for you the entire time. Yeah, you can be like, like, yeah, I'll uh-huh. be like, okay, I'm, I'm back here. You just hear me like in the back. Like, and then what else happened? That sounds pr- There's flowers. That's pretty cool like, <laughs> what wait is that a bee i don't think it's i think it's more of a wasp i think they lied to us mm-hmm. anyway spoilers but yeah so i i think this is an incredible series so far i i like the the talent that they're bringing in here especially the actors like they're bringing in some pretty pretty co- cool like 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 the quality of actors we'll put it that way like the quality caliber and, and genre yeah right yeah so like i think that's cool to, to mention like like i um i am getting caught up with creep show i i like i'm not gonna uh you know i start i i started season one when it came out and i was like this is cool but i just didn't get back to it and i'm almost almost season one uh but i was surprised to see like somebody like trisha helfer show up um because she is a known like sci-fi genre actress who um, who was in um, Battlestar Galactica, which I adore that, and she's also been a voice in the Mass Effect series. And I'm like, sweet, we get Trisha Helfer in this, and um, we get some other names too. Like I know David Arquette's in one of the, the episodes of season one. Like you get people that have they've been in these like they, they like when they're coming to the Creep Show, I, they know what they're getting into, and I think that and not that it classes up the joint, but it's like it's much like when you watch the original movie. Um, how it's like you see Ted Danson and like Leslie Nielsen in a segment. You're like, these guys, you know, they might be a little better than this kind of movie. Ed Harris too. Oh yeah. Ed Harris dancing weird. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it's just, uh, I think that kind of is also part of the charm of this because Creepshow also kind of had a pedigree with the first two movies of bringing in like, uh, like known people. Mm hmm. And uh, was it Greg Nicotero is like the producer of this and he's overseeing a lot of it, right? Right. Yep. Yeah. And he, uh, this is his baby. I don't know. I don't know if it, without him that. This well, now that you're best friends with him because you met him. So. Greg, I miss you. <laughs> You've never written me back. You never like, call. Kind of, like, yeah. What happened? Yeah. Right. And it's like, I, I, you know, I paid money to be near you. You can talk <laughs> to me sometimes. No. Uh, but like he has a lineage too in the horror community. Like, for oh, all yeah, the, yeah, most so, definitely. Uh, cause he's part of K and B, right? Like, yep. is okay. And they're the yep. ones that like affects houses. If people aren't familiar, like they do a lot of the walking dead, like throw a dart. Like there is this wonderful bloodline that runs through like them and what came before them and all the different people associated with stuff. Like, 
Um, it, it's like th- this is he's horror royalty. You know, he he really ways. is. And, yeah. and honestly, like he's a, a wonderful human being. His mission statement about K&B and what they wanted to do is they wanted to they, they wanted to do big movies. They wanted to do the little movies and everything in between. They didn't want to act like that they were better than anybody when they started to get the big projects. I mean, they've worked on dust from dust till dawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the uh, Ramiro stuff and that it's like. I mean, it's incredible what this guy has done. I mean, if you look at his IMDb, you're going to be floored by how much this guy has touched in one way yeah, or another. It's kind of the same thing with like whenever, um, what was it, like Del Toro and company, what was the name of that effects house in New Zealand? Oh, Shoot. geez. I, you, know, you, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. Um, Weta. That's it, okay, right? Yeah. Like, and how like they'll do like Lord of the Rings, but they'll do something like Black Sheep, like, and that, which is a lot of fun. And they've won and, Oscars. Yeah. So like. Yeah, guys, like there's a pedigree here, right? Like as much as we talked about how Sterling was the backbone for the Twilight Zone, the creator, Nicotero didn't create Creepshow. That was a, you know, a collaboration between Stephen King and George Romero. However, you know, Nicotero, like he's picked up the torch and run with it. And I think I, at first when the series was like announced, I thought it was going to be a bunch of Stephen King adaptations because it's like that's Creepshow, right? But we've gotten a lot of different voices. So that's exciting. Um, and we've only gotten like two King adaptations so far. Like we got in the very first episode, we got gray matter and then the animated one, we got survivor type, but right? we do have an attachment in, in this episode. That's true. Which so we'll, we'll get to, we'll but, get to. So yeah. I just kind of want to set the stage. And I know Terry's been excited to get to this. Oh, yes. um, so yeah. So, uh, so yeah, let's just, um, <clears throat> let's just get to this. So we get to the first part of this. It's season three, episode one, uh, air date, uh, last week. So <laughs> just, uh, look out the window. That's your day and date. Um, we were all there. congratulations number one film uh was shang chi i think and the number one song is i don't know because i just listened to synthwave a lot and um yeah that's where i'm at so yeah yeah Uh, that's i I got nothing on day and date because yeah it it was the best of times it was the worst of time no i don't know um but yeah so getting into our uh, cast and crew here um so uh as paul said our first story here is mums uh, this was uh, written by Joe Hill. It's, it's just about a bunch of British mothers. That's yeah. what this is about. Mums. Mums. Um, no. It's so written by Joe Hill, son of Stephen King. Yes. Uh, and collaborator with Stephen King sometimes. Uh, but uh, he, if anybody's familiar with the uh, the Netflix series Lock and Key, uh, he wrote that. The comic series, yep. yeah. And um, Nosferatu. Yeah. Yep. yep, Nosferatu, which you can find on Shudder as well if you're looking to That's check true. that out yeah. finally. Uh, but... Uh, if you want to get into any of his acting credits, the only, the first thing I ever known this gentleman for was his small role that he was in Creep Show. He the was the kid film. that Tom Atkins was upset at his son because he kept getting the magazine. So there you go. That's a good tie-in. I I knew that, but I had forgotten about it. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you're right. So, so yeah, Joe Hill. He's still writing. He's still doing a lot oh, of stuff sure. here. He's still yeah. collaborating with his father in it. Uh, I can't wait for the next season of Lock and Key. It's going to be badass. I have not, I, again, it's, I need to watch it. It's really yeah. good. So, yeah, it, you, you, we were talking about in the one episode, uh, Escapism. Uh, yeah. That's I'll, I'll watch one episode like I do of everything and be like, yeah, I want to get back to that. And it's... Like, you know? <laughs> uh, no, that's cool. Yeah, like I, I need to... For as much as I've, I've I've read of King, and also I'll mention that animated special the Creep Show did, the second story of that, the first one was Survivor Type, the second one was... Um, Twittering at the Circus of the Dead or the Damned or whatever, which was written by Joe Hill. So yeah. it was a father-son combo there. So he's 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 not um, unfamiliar with Creepshow in terms of writing for it as well. So, yeah, I need to get more into his writing. I've, I've heard good things. I just 
It's not that I've been anti, like, oh, if it's not, if it's not the father, I don't care. I just haven't gotten to it. Yeah, yeah so. he's a force in himself. So check out Joe Hill's stuff. Uh, I can't wait to dive in some more myself. So uh, next year uh, for the teleplay, it was written. Uh, the teleplay was done by two individuals here. So Greg Nicotero, which we uh, just mentioned a moment ago, he helped do the uh, the teleplay with David J. Shrow? Shrow. Shrow. I think that's how you say it. Um, uh, Mr. Shrow also worked on the screenplay for The Crow and uh, Critters 2 and 3. So oh, 3 and 4. Critters 3 and 4. So you get your Critters connection all, here. Because all roads lead through Critters. That's what I'll say about that. So he, uh, I like that the show, uh, Shrow, Shrow uh, wrote uh, Critters 3, which was like the first appearance of Leonardo DiCaprio. So like, yeah. I mean, unless you're going to correct me, Terry. I thought no, I I'm just like, I'm. I, yeah. You are correct. Uh, uh, wow, I, don't I know, know. I know my critter shit. Don't, don't question me about Christ. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. We wh- saw one in the wild like a week ago, and I forgot to post it when we were at the convention. I found I found some crites there. You know, uh, yeah, like, we did see the crites. Yeah, uh, we, we got out of there before they formed a ball and rolled over us. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then so yeah, uh, Shao uh, also did uh, the first season story, The Finger, uh, the first season of uh, yep. Creep Show. Yep. So, so uh, no, no, our director. Uh, why don't I have it? I don't know why. A rusty Cundiff directed this uh he's it's actually the first of two segments he'll direct this season when i saw his name pop up i got super excited because he's the gentleman behind tales from the hood nice okay great uh, yeah i don't which, know why i did i did not write about this gentleman i'm sorry that's, about that's that. fine because I, I got it here did a lot of he, dave Chappelle show yeah he did 25 episodes of Chappelle show so he's not unfamiliar with like um uh statements uh like and but he also has, he obviously understands comedy a great deal but he's not a, a shy he's not shying away from um making his his views known uh tales from the hood which i've not seen the second one i that was brought to me like two years ago uh i i, I had known of it i just had never seen it we ended up watching it for the other show that i do the invasion of the podcast that i do with steve we covered it like two years ago for our october stuff then because we did anthology month mm-hmm. and it's really goddamn good Tales from the Hood is awesome. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. And a friend of show, Rob, uh, said that the second movie is actually pretty decent. Yeah. So uh, I know he likes a lot of good stuff, so I'm going to check that out finally. Yeah, so I, when I saw that, like, especially after watching this, like, the second time through, it's like, th- this feels like this could have probably been in one of, like, the Tales from the Hood segments in terms of, like, um, the commentary. And I'm, I'm here for it. I dig it. Like... Watch Tales from the Hood, people, if you're not seeing it. It's really good. Yeah, definitely. Um, so into our cast, we go here. Our, our uh, main uh, credit here, uh, the most well-known credit, is uh, Mr. Ian, uh, Ethan Embry. Um, he plays Hank in this episode. Uh, he did do one of the Jordan Peele-produced episodes of Twilight Zone. Yeah, so we talked about him back on the episode, The Who of You. If you guys go back, it's like... It's in the second season. I forget the episode number, but we talked about Ethan Embry there. We were excited to see him there. Very versatile in that episode. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He, I, I love him in that episode. Yep. Um, and uh, other well-known credits of his is uh, he was in the Empire Records, which I love. He's Mark in it. And it's, it's he's such a fun character in that movie. And it just it shows another facet of him. He, he's, he can do comedy and he can do you know musicals. He was in That Thing You Do. Yeah, he's one of the Oneaters. I know that. Yeah. But uh, um, and yeah, I think I've, I told you even back then, I've never seen Empire Records. Um, I don't know. It's just one of those ni- <laughs> one of those '90s movies that I feel is like. Oh no, no, no! Everybody, everybody talks about what's the name of that guy. It's like it's so and so day every year. Rick Manning. Uh, yeah, there you go. Sure, uh, Rex Manning. Rex Manning. I'm ah, sorry. Ah, ah, I corrected you, and I've never seen the movie. <laughs> 
because I know I I know my memes. Uh, but uh, no, I've never. It's not that I just I'm not against. It's not that I'm against. It it's just that I, I think uh, I think it was just one of those ones that came out at the time, and I just didn't catch it, and I just never got to it. And I feel like it's in that same vein of like chasing Amy and like singles, which I've seen like you know there was a, a specific period of that kind of movie, right? Yeah. So I know. mean, if you like movies, you know, like Kevin Smith films, uh, like Mallrats, and that, I think that oh, I'm sure check I out Empire yeah. Records. You know? Yeah. So. But uh, yeah, tons of credits. Uh, I, I love his uh, I love his work. I think he's a very versatile actor. Yeah. Uh, actor. But uh, next here we have Brayden Benson, young kid in this. Uh, he plays Jack. Uh, Not really? to be credits because he's young. Yeah, he's a yeah. young kid. Yeah. I do the one, the one of his early earlier credits though is from the AMC show Halt and Catch Fire, which was set in the eighties and it was about like um, like the rise of like Silicon Valley type of stuff. His his credit there is Alf. And I saw the photo from the set and he was a trick or treater dressed up as Alf, but he had like, do you know, like back then they had like the plastic kind of like, it was almost like a sheet, but it had like the character printed out on it. Yeah. So he had that as Alf and with like one of those plastic, like cake pan masks or whatever, but it's like, he played Alf and I'm like, I was like, huh, good on them. There you go. Like he's just he literally was he was chewing off. on a cat. Yeah, I mean maybe you know. Um, well, I mean if he went up and asked people and he's like trick or treat, he's like, well here's a cat, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, or orangey or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. cat from last week. Well, yeah. I'm done with this cat. Two Ate time, my husband. Two time Oscar winner, uh, mm-hmm. orangey. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, yeah. next here we have uh, Aaron Butte. Yeah, Butte. Uh, it sounds right. Uh, she plays Bloom. Yeah, sure. she's the mom. Yeah, she plays the mom. Uh, only credit that I really recognized was uh, four episodes of Vampire Diaries. Oh, I thought you were going to mention the uh, Larry the Cable Guy sequel to the Tooth Fairy that she was in, the Tooth Fairy Two, because I know um, you have you've told me many times off mic about your love of Larry the Cable Guy, and I guess we're done as a show now. Terry's staring at me. It's bad. Next here on uh, credits, we have. <laughs> I'm going to walk out like to, when we're done tonight. He's going to be like, Paul, what? He's going to hit me in the back of the head with a shovel. And I'm going to end up in my front yard because <laughs> I have a bunch of I have a tangle of bushes in my front yard. That's not dissimilar to I'm, what we're going to talk about tonight. I'm going to bury you under some rotten and you're apples. Gonna smile, you're going <laughs> to smile like Jack. <laughs> like after he, yeah, yeah. So uh, next here we have Malone Thomas uh, plays Beth. Uh, nothing. A bunch Nothing of TV work. Like she was in uh, Ozark. I, I just, again, not discrediting anybody here. It's just that one, they're still developing resumes, right? Yeah. And two, it's like, we don't have like, again, 60 years to look back and be like, oh, they were in all this stuff. It's like their, their careers are still developing. You well, know, so. a, another thing that uh, is a detriment to me in my viewing is that a lot of like, uh, probably more of the discussions we'll have for this series, especially is I don't watch a lot of relevant television now. And a lot of these series are like, we have a season. Yeah. We're trying to get it off the ground and then nothing works out for it. Yeah, that, yeah. that happens. Yeah. Uh, but I also feel like it's going to be one of those things where you're going to have your, your known genre actors and then everybody else is going to be like, Hey, we're here too. And say, like, cool. Yeah. Thanks. You know, yeah. whatever. And then, so uh, next here we have Lori Brown uh, plays Connor. Yeah. Uh, Only thing I saw him from that. It's a show I've not seen, but it, there was the uh, FX series before they were, bought out by Disney called the gifted, mm. which was two seasons of like an X-Men adjacent show. Okay. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, he, he was also in the aforementioned uh, vampire diaries as well in one episode. So, um, yeah. So I guess we get into the synopsis here of this. Yeah. Also uh, real quick. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm cutting you off here. I want to mention as well that, uh, Oh, where did I have here? Music was by Christopher Drake. He's done all the music for all the episodes of creep show. Um, cause we don't always like, I, I know we get in the cast and crew and we don't always dig into like the corners of things. And the music here is quite good. 
Uh, he did the music for Tusk, um, the Kevin Smith film. Uh, he also did, he's done a lot of video games and DC animated films, like music there. Uh, cinematography, again, I think this is the guy that's done most of the series. His name's Robert Draper. Uh, he did, he, uh, did Halloween 5, so your mileage may vary. <laughs> 15 episodes of Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, one episode of Monsters. He actually did Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. I think he might have been the cinematographer for that, for that. Yeah. And then seven episodes of Tales from the Crypt. So we talk about like um, you get your guys that know what they're doing in terms of what they want to present because this series has a very distinct look. I don't know if I'm always a fan of it, but it was kind of set in place by the original movie. Some of it always feels a little weird and flat, but I also know it's kind of pulpy. I don't know, but credit to them. And the, the art direction in both of these are pretty good, too. So. All right. Sorry, let's get to oh, it. Oh, no worries. Yeah. I, 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 actually, I'm glad that you were able to bring that up. Brings a, a more of an idea of where these people are and why they're they're a part of this project. And the, the, like the intro sequence to this, the series two is pretty good. Like it's like you know because we know this is a lower budget series compared to other prestige television that you like destination television. There's not a lot of money that goes into this, and I don't know if it's because Shutter, obviously they're not a powerhouse like a Netflix or whatever. Uh, I almost wonder if part of this is kind of by design. You know what I mean? To kind of give it that little bit more like, you know, grit. Yeah. Grit or like, uh, I don't know what's the right word I'm looking for. Not gorilla. Cause that's not right at all. But mm. it's like the, these people, like they grew up with this kind of like, like farm to like, table. Like, I don't like, know. <laughs> like, like fringe where this feels like this is something like this feels like a forbidden VHS that you would grab on a, a Friday night at a video store. You yeah. That, no, that's well put. I, I, I believe that's the best way to put it. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, please. Sorry, we've spent too much time talking about everything else. Get it? Let's get into mums. What what is mums? Mums is uh, so we lead off here. Uh, we get our our child actor here uh, again. Well, uh, his name's Jack. Jack, and uh, Jack is out feeding hogs, and all of a sudden he sees that his uh, his father exit the, uh, this house again. For place setting, this is kind of like a farmhouse or whatever. It's in Kansas in the middle of like nowhere. It's yeah. like it's every if you've ever driven out like in the like the sticks, you see that one house that has like, oh, they, they have chickens. It's like, cool. It's like, is that a Confederate flag? Let's just keep driving. You know, it's like all those things. It's like, you know, uh, like uh, beware of dog owner has gun or whatever. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, you know, like something like it's like that's it's one of those houses. And it's just like, yeah, I'm good. I am. I am super good. Let's just keep going, you know? Yeah. So uh, Jack looks over. He sees that his uh, his father is uh, leaving for the the evening with a number of large automatic weapons yes. and in the bed of the truck. Yeah. So he's loading up the truck with a bunch of, of weapons and, uh, yeah. you know, putting a tarp over it. So obviously he doesn't want anybody to see them yeah, either. He's obviously going to a Bible study. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> so but like, but we, like at that point, that's like the big thing with this is that we, we meet Bloom, which I also want to point out the art direction here. The house, the interior of the house is covered in flowers. And what I mean by that is that there's a bunch of drawings and paintings of flowers like you guys if you guys haven't seen the episode like um it's just that there's like a lot of just like it looks like just this is what she wanted to surround herself with so she would paint like and it wasn't like always it's not the most detailed or professional but it brings kind of a brightness to the home it's a bunch of and like and then she has a suitcase that has flowers on it and like her name's bloom and like there's a theme here, you know, and we get it. But like, she comes to talk to, to Jack about like, Hey, you want to go meet your Mima? And it's like, yeah. And he's like, you know, she's older than God. And he's like, older than television. He's like, nobody's older than television. I'm like, not now. 
You know, like, I, I mean, maybe, I mean, but he, uh, maybe, um, so yeah. he's excited. He's like, all right, let's, let's go. Let's, uh, get out of here. Get yeah. out of Dodge. Let's meet your up North people is how she says it. Yeah. And, uh, she, I, it seems that maybe this is probably the first trip they've ever taken because he's concerned about how his father is going to react. Like, Hey, is this cool? Like, are, are, are you sure? Like we, yeah. are we allowed? Yeah, like my dad who has many, many guns in the back of his truck who drove away. You know. It's very reminiscent of uh, the the family in Cujo, um, where they're gonna they won the lottery and they're gonna go see their family, and that they are they're uh, Jack is kind of scared, and you can see hesitation in his mom's eyes as well. Like, no, we're gonna do this. This is it. Don't worry about your dad. We're gonna we're gonna go. I already got a bag pla- pack packed. Let's roll. Yeah, because even he's like, well, what's dad think about this? And she's like, don't you think he knows everything? It's like she was like leaning into like he's aware, mm-hmm. whatever. Wink, wink, wink. And she's very like, um, like you're very much on her side from the start. Uh, good because you don't see her for long. Uh, but like you get the 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 the, the what do you call it the bug out bag. They're gone. Um, and at one point he, like the kids like, what about your garden? And this, I think this is an important quote. She said, mother earth has a way of taking care of her own kind. I'm like, all right, theming. Um, and then she goes out to the porch and like, all of a sudden Hank is back with like, you know, um, the, I, I, his buddy and, um, the, the other Beth. girl, yeah, Beth, uh, you know, the hot, not ant, not ant. Like, I just keep, I was just like, you know, <laughs> It's just like, yeah, why are you here? Like, I don't know. You're like my aunt, but you're hot. Anyway, it's, it gets really confusing. I'll just put it that way. So he confronts Bloom about like, oh, you're going to take my boy from me and blah, 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 blah. And there's another line here where he's like, like, this is the part where you call me a Nazi again. I'm like, yeah, I mean, fair enough. If the it, shoe fits. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if the, um, oh, the jack boot fits, you yeah. know, like, so you could tell that she wants to get out and take her kid. Uh, we get that Hank has planted a bottle of whiskey and like some money in the suitcase to make it look like she, uh, is like this, like, you know, wreck of a woman that's addicted to alcohol and is stealing from him to try to make Jack like be divided. Yeah. I don't think Jack ever buys it, honestly. Like he, he doesn't really sell it. But that's the way that's the way Hank wants to sell it. So that way he can justify his decisions to drag her away and, you know, be like, go get her help or something. Right. Uh, yeah. And that's when we like, that's the big separation. Right. And there's also a ba- package of seeds and the suitcase. Right. So, yeah. There's yeah. a few unmarked packages in general, yeah. um, little brown envelopes. And um, so, yeah, when that hits the floor, we see all that. And Jack, I don't know. I, I think there's also this element of fear. Because of the the, uh, the conversation that they just had a moment ago, and it's like, okay, strength in numbers. The father is kind of weird, um, and he takes he takes Bloom, and uh, you know he's hauling her away. And Jack tries to react to this, and he says, "You you stay back." Hank yeah. like threatens him basically, and it's like, "Don't worry about this. You you get your ass in the house." And he tells Beth, "Hey, you take care of the kid. We'll be back." Yeah. So he goes. He takes Bloom away with his buddy and they stuff her in the middle of the seat. And there's a little bit of like conversation between the two of them and saying, oh, oh you're going to go to the police. Who are they going to believe? A junkie and all that or stuff. Or like a veteran. And like, because yeah. she accused him of being a separatist and a terrorist and all this, which, you know, I don't know. We already saw him with guns in the back of his truck, like automatic weapons. He isn't hunting for bear. We know right. that. So, yeah, we know we already kind of know where he's at. Um, like, it's like. Whew, like uh, in this political climate, what's going on? It's like uh, Rusty Cundiff, uh and, and uh, Joe Hill and uh, Nicotero. They're um, 
they're coming out swinging. And that's, I mean, I like, and I'm not saying that creep show isn't a place for this. Cause I think it certainly is. I just, when I found out that Rusty Cundiff was directing the segment and knowing some of just the, like the amazing, like commentary he makes and tells from the hood, I'm like, bring it, just keep it, keep, keep coming, keep coming. Um, some people might be like, I don't need this in my creep show. Cause it's all about monsters, but I don't know. Who's the biggest, like, I think uh, Hank's going to be the biggest monster in the segment, you know? Well, anybody who has to say that must not know George Romero all too well either. Well, I mean, that, 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 yeah, that's, uh, but I think that I think there's something to be said for, like, you can lean in that this guy's an asshole and, like, a bad person. I'm not, I'm not defending, like, I, I, for me, like, I think, I think commentary is a big way, especially through horror and sci-fi and, like, genre is a good way to directly hold a mirror up to people and be like, you need to see this, you know? For sure. So, yeah. anyway, cont- continue, please. So, um, they they haul off Gloom and uh, they head out of there, and then we don't know where they're heading. Um, it's kind of scary. Uh, but we see Jack. He's talking to Beth, and they're looking at the belongings that are stuffed in this uh this suitcase. And as they're investigating him a little bit more, here's the one thing I'll point out to you that I'm, I'm luckily somebody already like put it on the internet. Did you see the bottle of whiskey? I did. Yeah, it's so it's a uh, it's a take back to um a callback rather to uh the original story in uh the first creep show movie. Oh, was that the name Father's of the father? Day. Okay, cuz I, yeah, I, I googled like as uh, a Papa Grantham's or whatever and yeah. I just and it, nothing came up and, and there's like, a drawing of the father. Yeah, yeah, okay, good, good, good. That's that's a lot of fun cuz I was like you wouldn't show me that bottle with that name without tying into something and my my brain was like that's a connection I couldn't place it. So good. Awesome. That's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun. And so, and you know, like him looking over the rest of the belongings and that Jack definitely is like not (laughs) birthday cake flavored whiskey. Anyway, continue. um, He's not, he's not, he's scared of what's going on with his mom, but he also wants to make sure that whatever's in this suitcase he holds on to. So we see him later investigating the rest of the belongings in there and he finds the, the package of seeds and he's kind of pawing over them. But we find out it's actually a nightmare sequence that he has because when he turns back over his shoulder, there's his mom like spewing out blood. Yeah. And, and then he wakes up suddenly in the middle of the night. It, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting sequence, but, uh, you know, it's like, it's, again. You, you're starting to get the notion that like Bloom and like her, her up north people is like... Like, especially the bit, like, we get, like, um, like, Hank's, like, oh, I thought I got you away from all that. Like, there's something hinting at, like, more that the family is different, you know? And and these seeds, you know, were something that's important to her, and she was going to take them, take her with them, take them with her. Um, and that's a nice little fake out, right? So, like, this becomes then, um, like, this whole bit of, like, where the next day uh, Jack goes to plant the seeds in the garden because he's like, I want to do this for my mom. Like, she's going to come back soon. And we get Beth, like, talking to him. And, like, you you kind of are on the side of Beth, too, for a bit. Um, you know, like, the, the whole thing where, like, when she makes the comment about, like, uh, you know, you can plant, like, seeds or everything. You can plant an idea or whatever and evidence. It's like, okay, you know, Beth, yeah. Beth, Beth has something going on. And I, yeah. I think there's something to be said about this sequence with the seeds too. That um, when he's he's pawing over these seeds, he actually gets cut, and some blood gets on the seeds yeah. as well. So, but either way, he puts them in the ground, and um, there's some bad there's some bad um, uh, puns that happen there too. Right, and <clears throat> by this time we actually forget uh, we forgot to uh, note that uh, the we see Hank and his buddy they're out 
like by roadside. Yeah, and Bloom's dead. Yeah. Bloom is dead. So they got her and a like some kind of canopy thing, whatever. And they are trying to figure out the story. And they got a story. Like, if anybody asks, this is what happens. And we see them a little bit later while Jack must be sleeping in the house. They end up burying her in her garden. So, okay. Like, I get that this is all supposed to be like monsters and like weirdness and creep show. So it's always going to be like, you're always going to go for like, oh, wouldn't it be like, this is the worst place to, to have this happen. Right. Um, I, you know, like my thought is like, oh, let's bury the garden one foot in the ground and soil that's soft and easily turned over. Like, I, I don't know. It seems like maybe not the best place to bury her. Like in terms of like, if you don't want to be found out, that's maybe not the right idea. <laughs> Probably not. But it also do, it, it also looks like maybe they don't get too many visitors there. That's fair. Because, I mean, later on, we see a flash of a couple of different skulls. So it makes you wonder if, like, maybe Hank had already buried some other people in this garden. You know, like, I don't know. That's, that's you know. It's quite possible. Yeah. And, and, and um, like, he also says this line of, like, if, you know, if the people... If your family dies on your own property, you could bury them, whatever. I don't know. I'm saying something about Kansas where he says, uh, uh, he says like, you know, in Kansas, like you can, you know, like basically you can keep your own like one property. He's like, one of the reasons I love this because you can save the earth and whatever. Like, it's like, it's like, oh, so you have, you have, uh, your, your sovereignty supposedly to be like, I can bury people out here and then they can rot and we can save the earth. I'm like, I'm glad that you're all about saving the earth, Mr. Uh, overthrowing the government, man, you know? But whatever. Anyway. So, yeah. So then, yeah, we've we had missed that sequence there. But um, yeah, it, it well, Jack is planting these. He's planting these in that garden. I assume that it's supposed to be above where his mom is buried. Yeah. Because of future incidents that are going to happen. Um, but uh, so the next uh, the next morning, uh, Jack wakes up. and Oh, I'm sorry. I was almost going to forget this really critical part here. <laughs> um, uh, so the dad is talking to the son and he's, he's telling him like. He's gaslighting the hell out of him. Yeah. Like basically being like, no, your mom, she would have sold you out. She would have like, you know, she would have chosen the pills and the booze over you. Uh, she's gone. We put her in a halfway house. Like, you need to believe me. Like, you know, like Ethan Embry is going to like, as long he will always have a paycheck if they want somebody to play like a dirt bag shithead. Like he's always going to have a paycheck because he, my God, like, like, oh, like he's like, he's like, if like, you know, Matthew McConaughey had like, you know, even like shittier relatives. I don't, I'm not speaking to the McConaughey family, but he feels like very, like, like a shitty McConaughey, you know, like adjacent. Yeah. Uh, with, with that said, though, um, we uh, get this sequence between um, Hank and his buddy and they're talking around the kitchen table and they got these schematics, like these uh, blueprints, blueprints of yeah. some, pl- uh, some place, some building, some office building in that. And they're talking about how they're going to, you know, blow this place up. He's like, Hey, and guess what? There's an IRS office in here. And that's just a cherry on the cake. You know, yeah. we're going to, we're going to get these guys one way or another. And it's, they're, you know, hi, they're basically high-fiving over the fact that they're just going to, I don't know, try to do a lot no, of corruption. It's, it's domestic terrorism. Yeah. They're secessionists. Um, yeah. So like whenever at one point we got to mention though, that he did open the beer uh, against the side of the table, like a badass, like, like a shitty badass. Cause you're going to wreck that table, open your beer like that way. Where he holds it to the edge of the table and slams down and pops the cap. It's like, like, you know, it's a classy dude. It's, you know, like you, you gotta, you gotta have a nice firm, like, 
table to do that because otherwise you're just going to dig gouges in the things like i i think i think um and the old place i used to live in i tried doing it against the door frame i'm like oh well that's scarred forever now <laughs> like you know like i'm not that cool right but no at one point when he's like reaching over and talking about the plans of like this like this terrorist act you see like this very distinct um tattoo on his hand and again rusty Cundiff is not like shying away from what is going on it's a three percenters tattoo which that whole thing is um, their name derives from uh, the the false claim that active forces in the field against the king's tyranny never amounted to more than 3% of the colonists during the American Revolution. So that's a false claim, but they believe that, you know, like the, th- the 3% that overthrew the king, this is who they are. It's like, that's not accurate, but whatever. Guess you got to get your tattoo, bro. You know, so... Yeah, so... Uh, yeah. And then we also see this, uh, this moment where Connor, his buddy, is it's like... Uh, has your son read the book yet? And the, we see what the book is, and the book's called the, the the Pale Horses Cookbook. So it's implied that this is like some kind of group that is that this is their religion, in yeah. a sense. You know, like they base everything off of this book. Maybe like anarchist cookbook, whatever. It's more like this is the this is we're going to red pill your kid. Like right. this is like you know that in, in the parlance of the times, right? So I also think the pale horse cookbook is probably part of what they serve at Cracker Barrel, but that's not that's neither here nor there. And then um, so while while this is all <laughs> and Terry skates on, and I respect that. While this is all going on, um, you can Jack is in the hallway listening, watching. He knows what's going on. He knows that there's some nefarious shit going on, and uh, if he doesn't. If he doesn't try to get away from this, maybe he's going to have to get pulled into it. Yeah. He's not interested. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, the next morning, we see Jack, and he goes out to the the flower bed where he had planted those seeds. And, he, you know, he sees these beautiful, like... They all grew overnight, and they blossomed the big stalks and, like, you know... But huge thorns. Huge. Yeah. I mean, these are, like... And some of the swords. blooms have, like, wisps of hair in them. Like, yeah. it's... You know, it's a pretty cool looking effect, but yeah, these things just, just, just sprouted overnight and the, the thorns. Yeah. Um, that's when he grabs the one, like, and I've never seen blood like so thick and goopy ever. It's like, it almost was like, you know, a barbecue sauce that dripped out of his hand. I'm and like, sweet baby Ray's yeah, just coming like, out of his kid, hand. Like what is, what are they just feeding him this entire time? Like, you know, um, yeah, but he, he grabs it and bleeds and the plants and he puts that stock in the ground and it's like. Like I, you get the idea that he kind of knows something's going on, and but also at the same time it's kind of awakening whatever is in the ground, right? And that's when we have, um, you know, what was it? Um, yeah, so he talks to Beth, and like they're talking about something, and he goes to hug her, and all I could see the entire time was his bleeding hand on her back. I'm like, that's no, you're gonna, you're bleeding all over this person. <laughs> I'm like, you know, yeah. And the way they're embracing, there's something here i think uh jack feels a little bit more for beth than maybe just like some kinship no i think i think um i think she's supposed to be like you know like i don't know like if you ever grow up with like family friends it's like they may not be blood but they're you know you've like like, like a an, surrogate kind like, of like mother. An aunt or uncle or whatever yeah like i think i kind of that's the vibe i'm getting um that i mean that's yeah i don't I, maybe but uh jack's reaction to the the next thing that comes up he seems a little bit more pissed than the, just what may have already encountered. Yeah. All right. So what I'm implying though, is um, so we see uh, Hank, he comes in the sequence and he tells, you know, he tells Jack, get your shit together, whatever. Yeah. Go, 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 go feed hogs. the pigs. Yeah. The pigs are hungry. Uh, get your, get your chores done. And when he looks out before his dad leaves, he sees that Connor and Jack, uh, Hank and Beth are all discussing th- mm-hmm. something 
and they're putting their foot down. He can hear all this, but it's it's more of the plans that they were talking about. And then they were talking about how Beth was, or I'm sorry, Bloom was going to unfold all this information about them. If they didn't do what they did, then she was going to, she was going to hightail it and, and, and basically say, Hey, these guys are like going and the to feds were like going to come in yeah, and a gonna, terrorist act, you know, like they're planning something. And then we find out that Beth told every, told the parties that be because she was trusted by bloom. And then Beth turned and told everybody. Right. So Beth has just as much blood on her hands as she does on the back of her flannel now. And so if not more, um, we see that, uh, Hank and Beth have something going on because they start they yeah. start making out. Yeah, and, she's going to Ethan and Embry. Yeah, and um, yeah, Jack is pissed. Jack, I don't know. I think Jack has feelings for. Her. I don't know. Maybe it's more than just like he he feels the. I think because she was being nice to him this entire time and has always been nice to him. Again, I think that like in terms of this father being like this this monster, right? And like. Um, like, like siding with the enemy kind of deal. Well, not, not even that. What I'm saying is like, um, like I, I grew up in a household, not, I'm not talking about my parents, but like my older brother was problematic. And like when he was not around, things were fine, but there was a times when he would just show up and it's like, you could just feel the tension. Right. And it's like, it was just like, um, uh, like what is going to happen next? What's going to set him off? Like what's going to happen. And so with this, it's like, if you're dealing with like, you know, Hank, um, like if you have somebody that's been continually nice to you, you're still going to gravitate towards them because like, it's not enemy of my enemy. It's more like you see this going on too. And we can kind of have the shared, like, yeah, he's a monster, but I can at least trust you that you have my back. That's the vibe I get from this. I, I keep talking about the hot, not ant because she is a hot, not ant, but I don't know if it's necessarily like a, like, I think it is kind of like a surrogate aunt, surrogate mother. And I think Beth also, because she set bloom out to be basically like, she knew what was going to happen to her. She felt that she could pivot into like the caregiver role, so I don't know. That's why yeah, I see I what you're saying. I, I guess yeah. I got different vibes than you did, but yeah. uh, nonetheless, here. Um, so Hank, what he, I'm saying is my brother's in a garden somewhere. I'm kidding. Like, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be a weird confession. But like Terry, by the way, um, my brother, I have planted some seeds, and we don't talk about him anywhere. Yeah. So the, uh, this uh, upsets Jack. He runs out the back. And as he runs out there, he hears a, a, a piglet um, squ- uh, squealing for help. So he goes out to the garden, and he notices that there's these vines all wrapped around the piglet. Yeah, it's being sucked dry, right, by whatever's going on. And I'll say this, too, that I, like, I'm like i not one of those people that's like, oh, an animal died watching the show. But it's like, that piglet didn't do anything. I'm glad I at least got out of it. He looked you know? terrified, yeah. I know. I, yes. That's <laughs> I like, the, oh, no, little no, dude. The, that's the right answer, you know, like... Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, but it's like at least he made it, <laughs> like, right? Yeah. yeah, thank God Jack was there because yeah, I don't know how much more I could have taken of that <laughs> like, sequence. Like the final sequence is him in the truck with everything, and then you see the piglet like riding shotgun. He's it's just like, eating yeah. dried bacon. Like, uh. <laughs> no, 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 he's riding with the pig, and he's just, he's like the little ones get fed first or whatever. He's just driving along like, and the little pig has sunglasses. I don't know why. Anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But um, yeah, so he frees the pig. And all of a sudden, these vines or like this hand almost comes up out of the ground and reaches around and it grabs hold of him as well. And the vines must have thorns um, because they end up cutting him. And then the blood starts seeping into the ground around that area. And then all of a sudden, this this form starts to great, great effect. Yeah, this form starts to uh, 
emerged. dig itself it yeah emerged emerged from, emerged the, from the, yeah. the the soil and it's it's grotesque it's like kind of like half plant half human it's it's pretty cool looking uh, but half plant half mom you yeah. know and then and then so she drinks some of the blood from his palm and like satiated for a moment and then she brings him over and the second time through I, I caught what happened she kisses him yeah and then she whispers something into his ear so she still loves her son it's just that like um yeah, now I'm a, a plant monster. So I, I thank you for bringing me a little bit of life, but um, feed me says uh, feed me says Audrey three. Yeah, you know, yeah. So yeah, um, so Jack goes in and he lures uh Beth out to the garden. Says, oh, you know, you, you got to help yeah. me out here. Something, something's going on here. You got to check it out. And uh, she looks down and she sees like skulls. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, it makes me wonder if there isn't like more that's happened in that garden you know yeah like, for yeah. sure yeah it's like the mass burial because uh, we only know of one body there it doesn't mean there weren't other ones you know so like she looks down she gets clonked in the back of the head pretty hard by uh by jack and that's that's pretty satisfying right and then and then we end up getting hank coming home and then he he's like hey hey dad i did something bad you should come look at it. he's like what'd you do he's like just come look and then he's and then the hank's like i can explain everything he's yeah because like, they're, they're going to the they're going to the burial site of bloom yeah i want him to be like you need to understand kansas law says i can do this like, right so but then uh hank is surprised by the fact that he sees uh Beth laying yeah. face down on the ground and when he goes down and turns her body over we see this really awesome effect of like these vines kind of going into her face yeah it's it's very effective it's yeah it's badass looking effect. like yeah. it's kind of like eating her um it felt very much like a full moon like type of like vibe like in terms of like the production house right like you get like the oh i forget what the bloodstone series or whatever it's like i felt like something like very goopy from that yeah you know? like good call yeah uh, that's a deep cut man i like right? that too. yeah um but so, you know talk about like low budget horror that's aiming directly for a target there you go i think that's yeah. a good call right um uh, yeah. but uh so when hank turns his face back to jack <laughs> he gets he gets cut in the face like it's not a clear like just smack on the fa- head he gets cut in the face mm-hmm. And he's like, he pulls out a gun to point it back to Jack. And then all of a sudden the vines wrap around his hand with the gun and start pulling him towards the ground. And that's when we see um, Bloom's face come back up. But now it's a little different. There's like a seam in between her face and that starts to open up. Mm -hmm. And it's very reminiscent to uh, the thing Mm -hmm. where... It, it grabs hold of his head and then suck, sucks him into the ground. Yeah, but I like that whatever that, that extended mouth is has a bunch of hair, like a bunch of like long flowing hair. It's like it could go out and get ready for a Saturday night if it wanted to. It could go get it, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, then like that happens. That's great. And then, then we get Jack like uh, bringing in, um, you know, Tweedledee, Tweedledum or whatever his name is and be like, hey, you need to come over here too. Why? He's like, I don't know, reasons. And, this, <laughs> and then you hear just you hear screaming. Yeah, it's like by this point we don't need to see another kill. It's fine. And then that's when we get him, you know, heading in his, his uh, father's truck with um, these interesting uh, like blooms with a like, skulls or whatever. Like that reminds me of the original Little Shop of Horrors. A lot of ways with like the the flowers that bloom with the faces. Um, and then um, the pig isn't with him, unfortunately. And he's going to head up north and wants to meet his Mima. And that's you know he's free. Um, but he also has these weird blossoms with him. But I think that might also be like, you know, his mother's guy is back. Cause like these, these, uh, who knows. Right. And that's, that's very much a creep show ending of like, 
the bad people got their just desserts, the innocent lived. Um, but they're, they're now also kind of tainted by the violence. Yeah. Right. So there's definitely some vibes of like the crate and this and that. Oh, for and, sure. For uh, sure. Like yeah. very reminiscent of other storylines, but I like this one. The only thing that I will, uh, the only criticism I really have is I just feel like the acting was a little stilted. I think this is like kind of half baked and it needed to be put back in the oven for a little bit longer. Um, but that's just my cre- critiques of it. But fair enough. So um, we're at a crossroads now. Do we want to um, rate the twist here or do we want to do it at the end for both both segments? I think we'll rate this twist right now. Just OK, let's just do it. Um, the twist that the kid would get out and like everybody get their dress desserts. Um, also, let me rephrase. We rate the twist one to five. One being like, oh, it's all coming. And five being like mind blowing. I think with Creepshow, I'm always kind of set for like who's going to get effed. So, um, you know, the, the, you know, the insurrectionist terrorist getting, getting eight didn't, you know, I was okay with that. I, I'll give that a one. I didn't see this all felt like it was pointing towards a certain direction. Not that I didn't enjoy it, but it felt very like, like this is where we're heading. Yeah. Well, I'll give it a one as well. I think the drawings were on the wall as far as the flowers and yeah. how that was going to come back and her name being bloom and everything. I was like, there's no surprises here. The outcome was still pretty fun. Yeah, I it was enjoyed, a lot of fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. All right. So uh, moving on, we got uh, segment two here. This Queen B. Uh, let me have some. I'm going to play play a little bit of audio from that. You're going to hear uh, some uh, some millennials that don't talk like people. All right. My mom had to go home because Regina's like shutting down the entire fourth floor of the hospital. She's bringing in her own doctors and stuff. <laughs> Wait, why would she do all that? Privacy, duh. Everyone on planet earth wants to see regina's baby (laughs) wait can you imagine how much money we could give for a picture of that kid well if she wants to take a picture she'll do it herself we should respect her privacy oh please she's a superstar that basically makes her public property like a national park or a denny's (laughs) no deborah's right this is a beautiful moment between a mother and her child it should be private just regina and her staff and her three biggest fans. Yeah. Are you insane? Yeah, there we go. Yes, they are. They yep. are insane. <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah. Carlos is a douche. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know how much in depth we're into this one because there's a lot of there's a lot of bitty healing going on. <laughs> like yeah. The- <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a that's a good call. Yeah. Um, but so here uh, we uh, Queen Bee, written by. Uh, we have two writer credits on this. Uh, Eric Sandolov. Sandoval. Sandoval. Yeah. yeah. Um, he also contributed with our other credit here that we're about to name off uh, on another episode of uh, Creep Show called that's, Dead and Breakfast. That's coming up this season. Yeah. So him and Michael uh, Rousselet, I think that's how you say his name. That, yeah, that looks yeah. about right. They're like a writing team. Like we found this also with the Jordan Peele Twilight Zone. Sometimes you'd have people that would be partnered up. Like mm-hmm. I, oh, that was that um, applause ovation oh, episode. Yeah, the two actresses that were Yeah, that, they wrote, they, they did two episodes like mm-hmm. together. Like that one and also the one I think with the, the girls at the, like, the private school. I think they wrote that one as well. I, the names are failing me right now. I apologize. But with this, the thing with Michael uh, Rousselet, I'm like, why do I know that name? He has written a lot of shorts for Sinai and Happiness. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with that. I'm at all. not, unfortunately. It's, it, they're, it's like you know web comics and like it's a collective of guys, uh, and they do a bunch of shorts that are just like a lot of it's really really funny. Some of it's like your mileage may vary, but I enjoy Sinai and Happiness a great deal. So upon learning that this was like, oh, he wrote a lot of this, I was like, 
I was expecting a little, like the second time through, I was like, where's that, where's that kind of commentary? Like, where's that little sharp, like sarcasm coming in? I don't know. But anyway, that's, that's our writers. Yeah. So, um, the only other credit really that I had for, uh, uh, Sandoval, uh, was Mr. Sandoval. It's uh, he was a producer for a lot of top chef. So, well, there you go. All right. There you go. Like, that's the only sure. thing I recognize from either Secret one. Of ingredient would be, that's not top chef. That's iron, iron chef. Um, but, uh, and then our director on this, Mr. Greg Nicotero, he yes. uh, he put he sat in the director's chair for this. Uh, we just talked about him, but um, I'm sure we'll talk about him a lot. Yeah, before, we will. Yeah. Um, and then so into our cast, unless you had any other uh, no. production notes there. No. Um, uh, so we have uh, Kaylin Harris. Uh, she plays Regina, uh, mostly on posters. Um, but uh, yeah, she she <laughs> is the 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 pop star. Yeah, yeah. So uh, she uh, did uh, uh, one episode of Lovecraft Country. Uh, if you have not seen that, check that out. Yeah, I, and I watched one episode. I need to finish it. See, I'm sticking yeah. to my uh, my pattern of not finishing yeah. things. Here you and go. then uh, a, a little bit of Empire as well. That's the only credits that I was familiar with. with but her. like Lovecraft Country is another one that's like full of commentary and makes you think. Like I I know that I need to get to it's it. It's incredible. Yeah, I did. Yes, absolutely. And unfortunately, it was canceled. Yeah. Well, I mean. It was based upon just like it finished the arc of the book, right? Uh, yeah, but there it leaves the door wide open okay, for other things. Okay, fair enough. But okay. Um, but so then next spoilers, year, I've not finished it. But I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. So uh, next here we have uh, Hannah Keppel. Yeah, Keppel. Uh, Kerbopel. Uh, I don't know. Keppel plays Deborah. Uh, one other uh, episode of uh, Creep Show that we'll see later. Okay. And then some episodes of Cobra Kai. Yeah, she's 15 episodes of Cobra Kai, which, I, Terry, I don't know if you've seen Cobra Kai at all. It's no, like, and it's see, something I'm that's pissed something that I've I have... seen all of. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Season four is coming you. in late December. Well, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm it's super one of those shows. It's one of those shows that have no, it has no reason being as fun and as good as it is. It's like when I was like, <laughs> when I went back and saw the credits, I'm like, oh, yeah, she plays a character called Moon in that, where she's like, um, like one of the friends in like the circle in high school, but she's more of like this rich hippie chick. So she's there enough to kind of bounce things off of. And she has her own arcs a little bit, but she doesn't like do like martial arts, like other people, but I was like, Oh, that's her. And she's kind of a fun character in that. But Cobra Kai, it's so much goddamn fun. If people have not seen it, all the seasons are on Netflix. Amazing. I don't think anybody anticipated that to go as long as they did, but man, I well, it's, like, been, it's been renewed for like another. Se- it's going to be at least five seasons. The so. buzz about that show is like yeah. everybody's like losing their shit. But um, next here we have uh, Avila, uh, Olivia, Olivia, Olivia Hawthorne as uh, Trinice. Trinice, yes. Yeah. Um, which I barely hear that name in this. I'm um, like, I know was I, a Trinice. I, I had to, I had to figure it out. And like, literally, is, no other credits. Yeah. So there you go. But yeah. she's also kind of like the main character. So good yeah. on her. You know. Yeah. So uh, yeah. and then, uh, next here we have Nico, uh, Nico Gomez. Uh, yeah. He plays uh, Carlos. Uh, nothing really that I know. Like, well, he actually had one other credit, but I don't. I don't. It's. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. But. Yeah. Nonetheless, these are young actors. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like we've they were born this when I was in high school, so I'm well, like, oh well, god. Even, <laughs> even that 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 school, um, that private school episode, of the Twilight Zone, that we covered, like it's like, oh, okay, these people are up and coming. Yeah, you know, cool. Yeah, and then and hopefully like, they'll yeah. see more. Yeah. yeah, yeah, especially like in uh, genre type stuff like this because I th- I think they're I think interesting. This is high enough profile, like you're yeah. part of like an exclusive like a flagship series for a streaming service i think that's a feather you put in your hat yeah yeah and then um this was an interesting name for me to try to pronounce uh monica lorenz 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 yeah yeah, Yeah. i feel bad she she plays the uh the mother in this yeah the mother of the nurse yeah she's the mother of uh uh deborah yes yeah uh and 
lots of Power Rangers. Yeah, like lots. But like she's not like a Power Ranger, but she's a lot yeah. Of, she does like, like the voice of somebody who's in a Power Ranger suit. Yeah, there you so go. So it's like that. You know, it's close cool. enough to anime. Yeah. Um, and then our, our last credit here that I have is uh, Bruce Anthony Shepperson. Uh, Shepperson. Yeah. He plays the guard. Uh, he does a lot of stunt work. Yeah, I noticed he was in the Luke Cage, Luke Cage, Endgame, Black Panther, WandaVision, Watchmen. Yeah, like this guy is mainly known for stunts. However, anybody that's done stunt work, they know that they also want to have their face in front of the camera too. Yeah. Right? Oh, he's and good. He's gonna get a have. He's gonna have a career. I, I mean, hope so because like he was able. He took that that stair fall like a champ. You yeah, know? Like, he's got a good look to yeah. him too. I think he'll be like the next like Kane Hodder kind of like I'm sure makes like, that transition over. Why not? Like I mean, there's sure like I bring me more. That's okay. what I keep saying. So um, yeah, there we go. So that's what that's what we have. There's not a lot of people in this. For reasons, you yep. know. Um, so, um, so what we get here in the beginning, and, and like Paula talked about, it's kind of a, a pretty surface level story, and, a, and, a, and moves pretty quick. Um, we get the the three kids uh, hanging out here in a bedroom, smoking sm- pot, smoking the weeds as you do, smoking the you know the wacky tobacco is what the kids call it now. Uh, and they're and, and yeah, and Trinice is just watching. Um, uh, Regina uh, on her phone and listening you, to it. You set up already the earbuds, like the Chekhov's earbuds that happen. Like this, gets smoking this, the bud, listening to the buds. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever, right? And then she's the number one fan, and her and Deborah are arguing about who's the number one fan. And and Deborah's talking about like this is also when you're laying like the groundwork. She's like seeing Regina live is like she's like unlike anything they've ever seen. And it becomes like who can out like out fan each other. And Carlos is more like, um, as you said, he's a douche. Um, but uh, he he's looking at Regina's body and he makes the comment. He's like, like oh, those curves. Yeah, he's like, they're inhuman. Yeah, is the, is the comment. Like, I, I'm always a sucker for like really like if every all the dialogue points towards an ending. I'm kind of a sucker for that. And it's but this is like, oh, you need to maybe like at one point Deborah's like she's my queen or whatever. It's like okay, great, 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 right. So they're all like arguing about this. Like, I don't, I guess my question to you is, is like, I, I know I'm in my forties now and I know you're just, you know, you're, you're like 23 or whatever. I'm creeping right? up on 40. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, like, do you think this is how kids sound these days? Like the way they talk about like obsessing about like music star. I feel like, I, like this, this feels like something that's like the nineties of like, who's a bigger fan. I don't know. Like, I just, I don't, it just doesn't feel like this is how kids would talk. I hate like, to say it, but I think that they're a little bit more articulate than the children I've been around. Like I just, I don't, it's okay, well, surprisingly enough. I mean, I used to work at a mall and I just, I don't know. Like it sounds like kids are rolling marbles around in their mouth when they talk it's just, nowadays. It's just like, well, I was working at the mall. Kids just come over and babble something and vomit on their shoes. And I would I shake my fist and tell them to get off my doorstep. And yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I worked at a very popular, like uh, a store, Spencer's gifts uh, for children. So yeah, I I, I think I, I think there's gifts for children and also bridal parties. Like you just you don't let them near the cowboy doors, the cowboy doors yeah. part of the store. No, but it's like I don't know. I just feel like this is. It just feels like hey, what do the kids talk about these days? And it's like yeah, I get looking at your phone, watching like the videos over and over again. But it's like I don't know. It just feels very like these are not how humans talk. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I felt. So there's there's some things that we have to. Why, why is Hank more grounded as a terrorist than mm. these three kids? As, as oh jeez. Yeah, um. Yeah. Anyways, uh, one of the things I'll have to note real quick here too, and it was in the um in the mum story too, but there's the ashtray from 
creep show. Oh, thank you for calling on, that. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. So cool. in the first sequence, we or the first That's story, fun. we get that on a table. In this, we're, they're putting out their bud in the, the ashtray. So I'm like... That's yeah. That's a marble ashtray. Kids are not allowed to play with that. All right, well, stop. It's like that. I mean, at least at least the sprinkling on that end makes more sense to me than how with the peel produced Twilight Zone they lean so hard into like the Whipple name and like it's like especially after we watched that episode of like was that really why you're going to do that like like I, like this is more like if you know you know right but like not shoving your face like the whiskey bottle if you don't know you don't know. I, I I think that's the I think that's the way you pay off fans without like just like winking at the camera and I think that's cool. Yeah, it works out well. I, I yeah. I've seen it in a couple other episodes yeah, as well. But uh, but yeah, so we get the kids and they're talking about this plan of, you know, oh, you know, have you uh, did you hear that she's having her baby right now? Yeah. Regina's having her kid. Well, how do you know? Well, my mom works at the hospital. I'm like, yeah, we find out because the mom. Uh, comes in. Uh, it's my one of my favorite lines of the episode. Is like, smells like you guys are hungry. <laughs> like I thought that was yeah. funny. And then they're like, oh, we don't, we're not doing the pots or whatever. Yeah, because they're fanning all the smoke out the window <laughs> yeah. and everything too. It's like, like the mom's the most real person of this episode and like in the sequence. And she's just like kind of looking. I'm like, yeah. And then she's like, okay, fine. Here's my my wallet. If you guys want, here's my clutch. If you want to buy pizza later, it's fine. And then that's when Deborah lets drop that to the other two that like. Her mom came home early because she was dismissed from the hospital because Regina's having her baby and they're closing off the floor. Right. So that's that that sets all in motion. And then they realize that they have her key card. And, yeah. there, and there's definitely something to note here, too. And this, I will say, is completely steeped in reality of right now. Um, we we get our, our main character or our main actress here. I'm sorry. Uh, I forgot her name already. Um, it is Trinice. Trinice. Trinice is wearing earbuds listening to the music. Children nowadays, I know adults actually that do this too, they keep earbuds in all the time. I'm all kind of guilty of this. Depending upon situation, I am kind of guilty. I, I wear one. because yeah, no, I, I wear one too because I need to be aware. Like, yeah. Like I, I, I've now discovered the joys of when I go grocery shopping of not listening to anybody else but I listen to podcasts. So I'm like, like I'd rather listen to things I want to hear versus whatever the hell's going on around here. You know? But yeah, like, but if somebody asked me for my money, I would still be able to hear them. Oh, no, like, I, 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 <laughs> I, I, like if I go to the checkout, like I, I turn it off. Like I'm not an asshole, <laughs> you know, but I guess I am just walking around the store, just like, do, 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 like listening to myself on strange highways. I don't do that. So yeah, well, so, I have anyway, I have problems. So there is something definitely that I missed in the beginning here of watching this the first time that Trinise keeps these things in. That pays off in the end. Yeah, um, they call back to it a couple times. It's it's Chekhov's earbuds. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so the kids they uh, get the wallet of the mother, and they're like, "Oh, this is this is the jackpot! Like we've got all what we need now." And they uh, they're talking about like, "Well, how are we going to get into this place?" And then all of a sudden, uh, the one girl reaches over and says, "Backstage pass," and yeah. she's got the she's yeah. got the key. To get into the hospital now. Well, so my question to you is, uh, and like we're going to get them getting to the hospital with the key card and all that, and they're like, and hilarity ensues. Um, like, what are, if you're a big fan of somebody and it's like, hey, tonight's the night they're giving birth. Um, I don't care how big of a fan you are. Like, is that the moment you want to see your idol? Like, in pain, going through all this. Like, I, I've never witnessed childbirth. I'm good. Thank you. But I've heard plenty of things of how people aren't at their best selves as they're shoving a human through them. You know what I mean? It's like, is that really what do you, what do you want to see your hero? Like, I don't know. 
That'd just be like me being like, I don't know. It'd be like, hey, I heard so and so. We we caught them. They're at a Taco Bell and they're in the bathroom and they're about to about to shit their brains out. Yeah, let's go. Let's go check them out right now. Like that's not the time to go meet your fans. Oddly enough, yeah. oddly enough, once you're asking that, um, I, there was a scenario where I had already met him and met him at his table. But George Romero, I got to meet him at his table, talked all that stuff, and then I was doing a photo op with him later. But he had to go to the bathroom, and I was going to the bathroom at the same time. And I was like, George Romero's dropping a deuce right right next to me. And I'm like, <laughs> like I'm like, oh my but, god! But I was it wasn't like, like it wasn't like you're just taking like your selfie stick and being like, I gotta slide this right. Yeah, over. I was like, yeah, this yeah, seems yeah, like yeah, the most personal yeah. thing. Uh, yeah. How much can I get for this? Um, <laughs> but I was just like, when you when you see celebrities, I don't know, doing normal things like normal people things. Leave them alone. I have a friend who interrupted a celebrity while they were eating a cheeseburger and wanted to shake their hand. And the, the celebrity was like, for real? Like right now? Yeah. Right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, geez. Yeah, it's just like, please, like just they're people like you. They can exist, right? Like, and, you know, if, if Romero, you know, this was rip, rip, ripping off whatever, you know, um, I don't even know. Leave I'm these sorry. people alone. Like it's, yeah. it's not, it's not nice. It's not cool. I've seen documentaries about this kind of stuff. Leave them alone. If you're one of these people, you're a creep. Um, you know, if, if Romero's letting loose the dark half, just leave them be. <laughs> You know, that's what I, that's what <laughs> right. I say about that. Exactly. But I'm um, just saying, in terms of like witnessing a birth, it's like from like from the notion like Carlos is kind of looking at this from like the paparazzi point of view of like we can get money for these photos. I understand that motivation, but otherwise, it's like why? Like I don't know. Anyway, I question all of that. But yeah, they there's the bit too. Like there's there's a little funny bit where uh, Trinice is talking to her mom like on her cell phone, being like, oh, "I'm gonna stay over at Deborah's and whatever." And she's like, "Are you sure? Be safe." And then she hangs up the phone and she's like, "My mom doesn't trust me." And then Carlos is like, "Cause you're breaking it into a hospital." I'm like, "There you go, ding ding ding." That's why your mom doesn't trust you. Yeah, beware commentary yeah. inserted. And then also at one point she's like, "I'm bugging out." It's like, okay, we get it, we get it. Episode, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like they, when they go break in the hospital, the selfie stick trick is actually kind of clever. It's like, clever, but it doesn't really, really make does, sense. No, no, it doesn't seem like that would work at all. But if that's the part of the episode, I have the most like, like suspicion of disbelief. That's a problem because there's more coming later. Exactly. <laughs> that's like, that's like, that's the one thing I don't believe. And I like attacked yeah. immediately when I saw oh it. I oh, like, not, not whatever happens in the next like five minutes. Yeah. yeah. So like they're, they're getting into the place and that's when they've run the security guard and the security guards like, what are you doing here? They're like, we're lost. He's like, really? And he goes to grab one of them and like, there's a tussle and he ends up like falling down the steps to his death, his apparent death. Right. What we have viewed. Yeah. What yeah. we think maybe is his death, but and then they go from being like, we got to go. And it's like, yeah, you do. Cause you killed a guy. Yeah. And they're like, no, we still got to go witness his birth. I'm like, eh, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think, I think you're already, I think you're past your adventure time tonight. You know, yeah. like stay on, uh, stay on target. Stay yeah, on target. yeah. It's like, hey, you, you, you just messed up your trench run. Get out, you know? But, um, yeah. So then, but the whole thing, we get this whole sequence too, where we get like Trenise, and Carlos, like they're hiding and like, there's this like thing with like a magazine rack. And well, we will talk about the attendee, like the attendings to the, um, the people in the scrubs in a second, but there's a bit where they pass a gurney where there's a dead body. And Carlos is like, look at this. This is messed up. And Trenice is like, I am out. This is too gross. And then Deborah pops back in and be like, Hey guys, I well, found it. Well, there was actually yeah. the, the yeah, sequence. Sorry. Yeah. The, the one that you're actually thinking of, um, the, the this, magazine rack happens before that. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. yeah. So like we get them, they see that this elevator door is opening up. So they're like, 
oh shit, we gotta get, we gotta hide. Yeah. So they hide in their separate areas, and Trinice is hiding right next to a magazine rack, and she she sees the body being wheeled out, and you know the nurse is that's wheeling it. It's almost past her completely, and then all of a sudden, dumbass knocks it down and makes the biggest ruckus. I I mean, this place is completely dead silent. Pun intended, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden, that. And the nurse stops. I like the idea that magazines are still a thing also in 2021. I know we see them in the supermarket, but I wish it was just a bunch of like uh, uh, issues of highlights from 15 yes. years ago. Yes. <laughs> I was like, oh, highlights, yes. It's like, is this a Maxim magazine? Where did this come from? Like, you know, like. Um, Regina's on the cover. Um, yeah. But like. AOL Insider. I don't even understand. Like, I don't even know that's a magazine, but anyway. But uh, so, so, so the nurse stops wheeling the cart. And turns back, and it looks that they the the nurse sees uh, uh, Trinice. Trinice, but and she has these green glowing eyes. Yeah, yeah, which you know that's off putting. Slowly moves towards her. Slowly moves towards her, and then beyond her, and <laughs> <laughs> and turns up the thermostat. Yeah. Like I just, that, yeah, that was volumes. weird. It was, but I also like that the, there, there was actually a good like comedy beat here where Carlos and Deborah are nearby each other, right? like because he was like hiding behind a chair and she was kind of hiding behind like one of the nurse stations. And there's this like this nice beat of his like, okay, we're out. he looks over and like no one's around. It's like they just left him. I thought that was actually like a nice like like um just a nice like just cut. Like I thought that was funny. But anyway, so that's when we get the body thing where. Um, they see the dead body and Trinice is like, I'm out and Deborah's like, I found, I found her squeezing out kids. Like, let's go. You know, like just like the motivations keep shifting or I should say uh, not shifting, but like where, where's the cutoff point of like, I don't know. We're breaking laws and rules and privacy. Cool. Let's go see Regina go, uh, give birth to whatever's about to happen. You know, but no real, I mean, their motivations are so powerful that they're not concerned about all the other things that are unfolding around them. Like just seeing the nurse with the glowing eyes, the lights are off in this place. Like, I don't, I don't know. Seems a little odd to me. I think I would have abandoned some of that stuff just because, but that's me. I'm also rational. Um, but so we see, we finally find Regina and she's in this room and she's got like at least one nurse around her and they must think that they're on a one, like a behind a one way mirror thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, they're like an observing, like they like they're looking through, like they're looking at the, the newborn area where they're like the glass. Yeah. Yeah. They're not peeking or anything. They're just nope. standing there plain as day. Like everybody can see them. The viewer can see them. And so we see Regina and another couple nurses come in and they turn Regina on her side and they do like an epidural uh, into her spine. And it looks painful. She's she's definitely not comfortable. And uh, our our three characters are looking on and they're witnessing this and they're like, "Ooh, she's she's not she's not enjoying that. You know, Yeah, I'd be like, like before, like three seconds from now, but it's still childbirth. Like, yeah. Who enjoys that? I don't know. Like I like like well, they're giving her drugs. She might enjoy that. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah. it's like we see Regina get the shot, and then immediately after the needle is pulled out, all of a sudden her body just starts 
contorting there, there's morphing. things pushing like you get like a lot of like just like moments of like things shoving up like like against her stomach and we get different shapes we get things like like on her back like showing like something's not right here right and that's when we start getting the transformation of like the uh was it the, um the mandibles coming out of the eyes or whatever and then like um and this is something that i have a problem with where it's like somehow the mass inside her is is equal to and greater than what she is because whatever whatever happens next she becomes like this just monstrous thing that um these huge like uh like i don't know like almost like praying mantis claws come out of her like it's just uh, like you know like but even insect legs yeah you know? and even those legs are not proportional to what nope. her final figure is and i'm like well, that wasn't really well played. It's like, I, I don't know about you, like, but like I, body horror is the thing that bothers me the most. And I think we talked about this a little bit even last week with yes. the Incredible Shrinking Man, where I think they did right. Like, I think they still could have handled it differently, but at least they let time happen. And I mentioned the fly. The fly took two months in between story breaks to show Seth Brundle like turning. So even when you get to the end, whenever he completely falls apart as a being and becomes like this big fly monster, there's been enough time leading up that you can believe something's growing underneath him. Right. I'm not a big fan of like the super fast metabolism, like body changing stuff. I mean, I get it. It's a horror show. We're supposed to have the shock value and nothing against Nicotero because like the monster we see is gross and amazing. I just, for me, I can't buy that that what was inside her because it's like at least like four to five times the size of the person when they first came in. Right. You know, like I, I, I know that sounds like me, like, like Monday morning quarterback. I'm like, I can't believe they did. That's like, it's just, eh, someone had a really cool idea for a transformation and it's just, you didn't, you didn't give me enough time to let it sink in. And his final form, I think, is just really silly looking. I, well, it is silly. And also, it, like, it, it's not really a bee. It's more of a hornet. Yeah. Like, which that but, also doesn't explain the honeycombs later because hornets don't really do that. <laughs> like, it's but, like, but the, it's, like the mandibles it, out of the eyes. I'm like, what? Yeah. I, I just I don't, I don't understand I mean, it. it. Here, I'll pitch it to you this way. Like, um, what if the, the, the trio comes in to actually witness the birth but by the time they get there, this is already what's happening. Like they walk in on this. So we don't know as viewers, like how much time it took. This is why it's a private affair. This is why it's closed off. Like what if you even had like something from like the thing where they see her face and it's like, it's the bottom of this being, which we now know. And they're like, why? Like, and then it's in shadow. And then we see the full of it. That would have been way more effective for me. Yeah, or or like she wears a medallion that is her son, like her like, something that they would yeah, identify and, and, and been like yeah, you know, like it's like oh, it's wearing it. It's like wait a minute, yeah, like putting something two like and a that. two together. I think just walking in on like the the waking horror of like oh, this has been going on probably for hours. We don't know because everything's been shut down and this is a media blackout because she's becoming this monstrous thing would have been way more effective for me than seeing the transformation or glimpses. Like, I mean, even if we use the phone a little bit more and it's like, as uh, Carlos is taking pictures, we see glimpses of the transformation, but we're seeing it through the phone and not, not as the viewer. Not Fair as, enough. We still don't like, we wouldn't see the relative mass. I yeah. just, I don't know, especially if you're going to give me like body horror, that means there has to be some kind of um, like biologic foundation for it. Like, uh, I'll give you an example. Um, it, like the movie Slither. Like um, when you get to the woman in the barn and how she's like just massive, massive. And- that that took 
a while. Like you, you find out there's something wrong with her, but by the time you get there, it's so over the top and ridiculous, but you, it, you don't know like what happened between the two. Like it's like, that's more believable to, but why is the exploding woman in the barn more believable to me than this? I don't know, but at least it sets it up to where that, that creeping horror, like they show and they see her face, they shine a light on her face there. They're like, and she's like, I'm so hungry. And then you realize like, Oh, she's like a Macy's day balloon. That's full of worms, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like, I don't know. I just, what I'm saying is I want to watch slither right now is what I'm saying. <laughs> but, um, I don't, I just, from an effect standpoint, it looks cool. Like, but from a, you are trying to bring me along for the story. I don't buy it. Fair. And I, 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 I kind of disagree. I didn't like this again. I didn't like this final form. I thought it looked silly. No, I agree with you too. I'm yeah. just saying, but for what it is, it's fine. It's yeah. just like, would I have done something different? Sure. Yeah. Is it like, is it not like something I've ever really seen before? Because the way it's kind of inverted, that's cool. Like, you know, like I, whatever. Right. It's yeah. just, I, I, I agree with you. I'm just saying that like what we eventually saw was messed up and okay. It fits with creep show, but like, like, you know, it'd be like if Jordy Verrill was like, oh, I guess touch a meteorite covered in grass. Like, why? No, you got to give me that. <laughs> yeah. You got to give me that sequence. You got to show him being covered in meteor shit first. I don't know. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, either way. En- enough about that. Yeah. I'm sorry. So um, we get that. We see the uh, the final reveal of its uh, of its real form. Regina's real form is this big bee creature. And all of a sudden we hear these noises like and we heard it a little bit earlier. It's yeah. like there's just this weird noise. The kids like even point and they even mentioned it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. And so um, this noise, it becomes so deafening at one point because Regina notices that they're there at this. Yeah. Because Carlos takes a photo with a flash. Yeah. That's your big mistake. And I'm sorry, buddy. It does this really loud screech and breaks the glass that they're beyond. And. No, they get freaked out, whatever, and then all of a sudden, their eyes, um, we get Carlos's eyes, and um, I keep on forgetting our name, I'm sorry. Trinise? Uh, uh, Debra. Oh, Debra. Debra's yeah. eyes and Carlos's eyes, they start lighting up just like the nurses, and it's a, they're hypnotized, or whatever this thing is it's doing, they're, they're hypnotized, but Trinise is not because she's still wearing the earbuds. And I didn't put two and two together by that point. And it's like, when she's trying to get them out of it, snap them out, she's like, wait a minute. It's, they can hear this thing and I'm wearing the earbuds. So she grabs some balls of cotton and shoves that into uh, Deborah's, Deborah's ears. Uh, ears. And then, but when she goes back to do the same to Carlos, Carlos is Already in the room. But there's also the bit, too, um, where after he does his flash photography, like the the attendees already in scrubs in the room kind of blink for a second before they snap back to being in, like under the thrall, uh, enthralled by Regina. It's like, oh, so this is one of those things that if you can like snap their attention for a second, you can redeem them. And it's never really ever brought back. Like, no. It's like it's one of those things where it's like also to, you know, we wear earbuds. I can still hear things around me. I'm going to guess if the a pregnant um, spider wasp queen is like emitting a noise. That's going to bring me under control. I'm going to guess my, uh, you know, my ear, my earbuds aren't going to help me. You know, like I just, like, I just, I don't know. Well, and then communicating with her friends. It's like, you can hear your friends talking to you. It's like, they're not that loud. Are they? I mean, I, I, I know can't noise canceling headphones are a thing, but they don't cancel all of sound. (laughs) 
I it just, I mean, I, I get that it's the conceit for a story because at least you, at least you give me rules. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Right. Like, so then, so then after that, that's when Carlos goes and is like my queen and he gets drilled in the head by her stinger or whatever. And that, that's gross and fun. Um, and then that's like, we didn't even mention like her screaming out, Regina screaming out and shattering the glass, meaning we get the idea that her vocal range is very powerful, manipulative. And that goes back to earlier when Deborah was like, if you see her live, you don't understand. Like it's hinting at like, she has a control and this is why she's popular. I get it. Cool. But then we get like this Benny Hill moments of them, like a Deborah and Trinice running all over the place, trying to avoid, uh, the attendees and like try to get to the elevator. I like that. They go to go to the door and use the crash bar. It doesn't open because the security guard's like, Oh no, I'm under the trance now too. And I have a key card because I grabbed it from you guys earlier. And I like that little bit of like, boop. It's like, Oh, he's going to open the door. We got to run. But Deborah's like, the elevators are our only hope. I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to guess there's some other emergency ex- exits here. Yeah. Like, at, a, at, a, at a hospital, at a hospital. There's not just one per floor. I'm going to guess there's a couple. Perhaps. <laughs> so either way, um, or a stairwell. Like not just the like like not just like that, but there might be actual other ways to move around. I don't know. I've I've been in a couple buildings in my life, Terry. I just think there might be more. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So the, yeah, there's there's little bits of flaw here. Um, but, oh, you know, get it? Yeah. Sorry, you're gonna hit my 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 biggest frustration with this, aside from the metamorphosis here in a second. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well, hopefully. Um, but uh, so they they get their way over to the the elevator. And that's when they're attacked by two of these nurses or whatever. And they they get themselves. So, <laughs> so Trinice grabs a fire extinguisher. fire extinguisher and she's like, Deborah says, oh, you know, we got to get our way over to the elevator. That's the only way out. And she's like, F that. And she starts shooting them with the extinguisher. With the extinguisher. It's like. This, I mean, this is not the blob. It's not going to freeze them. Like, well, so, how did you expect that to help? So at that point, here's what I kept yelling at the TV, um, is that if we already know that like sound and distraction kind of snaps people out of it, you grab a fire extinguisher. You know what that tells me in a hospital? You're near a fire alarm. Why didn't they pull that to like kind of drown like, out the sound? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, that could still create a little bit more tension because you have that blaring noise. You don't know what's going on and like whatever. And that might even pay off the like the twist at the end with like the relationships, because we now then realize that the sound isn't the problem. It's the allegiance. Right. Like and I'm like, why didn't you just pull a fire alarm? That's that just that I understand that, like, um, it's easy to rewrite stories and be like, but what about this? And what about this? But it's like. That like if you can't answer some of these like very simple questions for me, then it, it starts to the, the things start to kind of fall apart for me. And I, I, I know we're like I'm like in the middle of the story and I'm shitting all over it. And we just covered one where there's magic plants and whatever, and they grow in 24 hours. But it's just it's like you're trying to give me something, and you're not like you're you, you had a bit where a selfie stick let them like mimic a security cam to get into this place. So you gave me a little bit of logic I had to kind of leap with you can't pull a fire alarm to, to tell me a story beat and see how you can raise this even further. I don't know. That just pissed me off. Yeah. I was, I was pretty upset at this point and <laughs> I'll, I'll get to other things. At later. least they paid off the crash cart. At least they paid that off. Yeah. I'll say that. That's what happens next. So yeah. they make their way over to the, the elevator. Finally, after finding out that, you know, fire extinguishers don't kill, um, no, at least not the, the way she expected. They're made for one thing. 
extinguishing fires. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, it isn't like, oh, this is like, it would have been better if she picked up a big can of raid. Like this is like Donkey Kong three mm-hmm. and just started spraying it in the face of like here, be gone. Or she picks up like, a can of raid and sprays it. I'm like, be gone pest, you know, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so we get over to the elevator and then we hear more of these weird sounds again. They're supposed to be animalistic. Well, they're they're, they're very insect like, yeah. insect like clicking noises, very like hive mind, and like the attendees are making this noise. It's like there's not been implied that they've been physically changed, but it just continue, please. I just it bothers me. So we we see that uh, Trinice and Deborah are hiding, and the two nurses can't see them. So it's it's like. The instructions that they must be getting from the queen is guard the elevators. This is their only way out. So they stand directly in front of the elevators, kind of scanning around slowly. Yeah. And we hear these instructions in bug talk. In bug talk, yeah. And then that's when uh, Trinice is like, no, we got to act. We got to do something about this. And she takes a, a bottle of pills and throws it down the hallway. Fine. You know, create a sure. distraction. Yeah, sure. distraction. Yeah. Um, so one of the nurses goes over to investigate, and that's when they attack the other nurse. No, Deborah grabs the crash cart, right, with the the heart paddles. Yeah. And she goes to move it, and it starts squeaking real loud, like every shopping cart ever. Mm. And that calls the attention to the one attendee. And that's when she swings it around, and that's when the attendee starts. Because at one point, Trinice, I think, takes like a needle and jabs in the eye of the one person. Suddenly, like, oh, we're good. I'm a human again. Well, you just killed somebody, possibly for the second time tonight. And then then at one point, the, the other attendee is attacking uh, Trinice, and then Deborah grabs the paddles, like the, the cardiac paddles. And I kept yelling at the TV. I was like, use... Use the paddles because you already showed them. By the way, she also shoves the crash cart into one of the attendees. I'm like, you're literally using that for its intended. Like, you're crashing the cart. I respect that. Anyway, but she grabs the paddles and she's like, clear because, you know, you got to have a quip <laughs> in the middle yeah. of all this. And she I was just I was like, hoping just, it would have been in an Arnold voice. Like, clear, clear, you know, like um, and then she just like, you know like fires the paddles off against the sides of the head of the one attendee and then their eyes burn out, which I don't know if that's what happens with that. I don't think so. I think, I just think like it's probably going to kill you, but it might just scramble you a little bit. But I will tell you that electric or electricity is conductive. It had this, the, the person had its hands around Trinice's neck. Do you think he would have been like she would have been hurting her like it would have yes. run through like, that's you, why they say clear yeah because like they don't want people to be a ground right like and i'm gonna guess these attendees probably had rubber sole shoes because like you know for grip they she was gonna just blow the hell out of trinice and her earbuds yeah like, i'm like the, all right gone i gone. I, I at that moment too i was just like well i there's no way to redeem this story i'm sorry <laughs> you just you just see trinice in the background grabbing like a aluminum pole it's just like i know this is the elevator i don't know i'm just grabbing that aluminum but like the steel pole and be like i just i'm good old steel pole it's not possible to go through me like mm-hmm. you know like she, she has like a mouthful of pennies like this is what happens it's fine you know <laughs> This is uh, how I go out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, does, does copper conduct? I'm sure it does. It has to, right? Yeah, copper wire. Well, yeah. Interesting, yeah. Got, copper is one of the most conductive. Yeah, you're That's right. You're right. Like, <laughs> I, here, I, here I am questioning the science of metamorphosis. And I'm like, I don't understand alloys. <laughs> I, my company sells copper wire. So. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> well, that's the long con. They're like, this doesn't do shit. You're like, well, keep buying it. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> no, um, anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so. 
We have a couple dead bodies now, and um, so yeah. Trinice and Deborah's like, ah, freedom, here we go. Let's get into the elevator and start moving. And um, they close the elevator up, and then uh, that's when Trinice is just like, evidence points at her phone like She's we like, got to show look, people we this got, picture we got a monster ladybug and then and then deborah's like but no She's an, I'm her number one fan. You can't ruin her career like that. Open it's like doors. Yeah, but then at that point, because Deborah's like turning heel on Trinice, and that's when she pulls the cotton out of her ears because she's like, I'd rather serve my queen. You know, it's like, right. and that's when we get one of those, like, I'm glad that they brought it in, like the, 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 the creep show, like, um, I don't know how you call it. Like, there's a Dutch angle where there's a black background, but you get like, these exaggerated comic panels. Like, it's, it's an aesthetic that is, creep show specific that they took from the EC comics. And I'm glad that, because it still happens in the episodes. It's a lot of fun. So at least we got that. Right. And, and that's, you know, this story of the two did more of that type of like color scale and that a little bit more reminiscent to what creep show was. And initially it's like, yeah, and I could, I could see that maybe uh, kind of had more of a say in terms of like, I want to treat this more like this. And then Nicotero's like, I know how I want the show to look. So we're going to do this. Whatever. That's yeah. fine. And, you know, it's anthology. They can do whatever the hell they want. That's but, fair yeah. enough. So, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Or, or you make your story better. Anyway, continue. So you we know. get, uh, we get uh, that reveal like, oh no, uh, uh, Trinice is not going to be able to sway Deborah. And that's when all of a sudden we see Trinice is gooed down to the floor. She's like, she's in a, what looks to be more like a beehive. It, it looks like she's the, the, the delivery room again, where Regina was with the, the, whatever's going on there. Right. And now that the, it's like, it's this whole room full of like honeycomb. Right. And like, it's a hive and it's like, again, when did that get made? Yeah. Like, it's just like, like here, I'll give you an example. When you go to the, the film aliens and you get to the reactor core, it's like, we don't know how long these, these things are running around making this. So you accept it because it's like, Oh, it's a place of heat. They've crowded and the queen's laying eggs. We don't know how long. So you accept it being already there. This is more like, all right. Um, yeah, she did that real fast. I guess it's time to start making honeycomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's was, kind of big. It's not small. Anyway, she was a busy bee. She was, oh, but again, uh, she's a wasp. She's a spider wasp. They don't do this anyway. But yeah, so yeah. we get, we see like there there's like these. They're not they're not called maggots. What they're are they? Larva. Larva. There's larva behind her and these little encasings and that. It's 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 a, a, it's a creepy looking effect. Yeah, I'm not gonna say like yeah, for it's what it is. It, it, like it, it's like you get like oh shit, this is bad. Like it yeah. went from like not good to like. Oh no, girl, like, you I don't know. Wouldn't it have also been better if like you had had her wake up and then still be pinned down and things would be a little goopy, but it's like the newborn room where you have all the different, you know, like the little not the, the strollers or whatever it is, like the bassinets, yeah. that, like the like the freshly delivered kids. What if you had that with each one? with a larva in it and just surrounding her. Yeah. Like, or, but meaning like, it's like, Oh, they're all like, and they don't move or whatever, but they're being attended to. And that's when like, you know, Deborah comes over. It's like, would that have been like crazy to have her or even have her pinned against the wall where she's looking in at like the newborns? Like, Oh, you could have, that would have been awesome. Anyway, I guess this is why I'm not writing for creep show. Like whatever. Anyway, but yeah. But so then, um, yeah, what, but let's get to the actual ending of the episode, please. So she's pinned down to the floor. Uh, her hands are like covered in goop, which apparently is keeping her to the floor. And then we see uh, Deborah walk in, and she's talking about how like I couldn't help 
I couldn't uh, let you uh, ruin Regina's uh, reputation. You know, she's she's going to be a great mother. And she told me that she's going to even let me be a nanny in that. And, you and know, I got like, constant backstage passes for the rest of it. That's another thing, too. Like when, when like when uh, Deborah's like, she's not finished her album yet. Like, it's just like, mm, calm down. Anyway. Yeah. So like, like Deborah is she's sold. She's in. And. She has these glowing eyes while she's talking to Trinice and telling her about this whole plan. And she's like, and you know, these little things, they're hungry all the time. And I just, they, they just stay hungry. And, uh, uh, this one's still, you know, like it's, it's, I don't know. I can't tell you verbatim what it says. Cause there's a lot of, well, the, 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 it was a circle dialogue. back to the mother, like her mother, when she was trying to about pizza, she's like, you know, uh, you know, hot meals are better than cold or whatever. There's some kind of phrasing of Look, that. Yeah. It's like, it's like everyone, no one likes a cold meal. And it's like, so we have Deborah bring the larva over and it's like, here you go. It's going to eat you, Trinice, you know? And that's when, yeah, we get the pan out of the panel, yeah. which is very like, I, I do love the comic show. transitions. Yeah, it's, yeah, oh, it's, I love that stuff i mean that's actually one of the things i liked about the hulk movie when they uh did that the angly one yeah yeah, yeah. so but yeah that's that's the end of our uh, our story here yeah. so uh uh poor trinice <laughs> and that's it she should have been yeah. a, the number one fan <laughs> yeah sure um i don't know man like it's just the, i mean it was it was okay for what it was being like a goopy monster story. Fine. But it's like, and I'm not expecting high art out of like creep show. I'm not expecting like every single thing, like being like, Oh, we got to figure all this out. However, like, um, uh, even recently I was talking about, I watched that, that episode with uh, Trisha Helfer where she's in the elevator with the body, how like, um, cause she, witness somebody like she led to the death of somebody and she's trying to get out. There's an earthquake in this place. So she's stuck in this elevator and like, and, and like the, the body is like kind of its own thing, but it also kind of ends up in weird positions. It's like, so you're like, Oh, there might be something supernatural. There might not be, but it's like, you still buy. There's also the part of her brain that is being so like guilt ridden, not even guilt, but like she feel she knows she's going to be caught that she's making mistakes. Or yeah, like telltale like, heart kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's I'm I'm more in line with I'm down for that, you know. But like with this, it's like there's a monster story, and this is this. So um, this is my hot take, Terry. I feel like a creep show is Are You Afraid of the Dark, but for older people, <laughs> like like our generation now. It was Are You Afraid of the Dark then, but now it's just like yeah. But what if there was a giant bee monster? Did you consider this? Like, you know, like per- sub- submitted for the Midnight Society, the tale of the queen bee, maybe wasp. I I, I see where you're going <laughs> because of this episode. But because I because of this segment. Be- yeah. yeah, well, it's pretty much for this segment, honestly. I you know, you gotta keep you gotta keep other people involved and you gotta keep people locked in for these episodes too. You can't write, you know, for for one type of client all the time. Fair enough. You know, and it's like, if you say this is more reminiscent of, you know, are you afraid of dark? I see that. And I think that's challenging the audience. And I think that's a great thing to do in this day and age where it's like, if you're only writing to one demographic, then I mean, shame on you because this is anthology, you know, get, I agree with that too. Yeah. You know, you're get, absolutely get right. People yeah. involved. I just, it just this one just, it, it kind of fell flat for me. Like mums, like there's problems with it in terms of like, there's things I, you know, I have issues with, but at least it felt like it was not that I'm saying like creep show has, um, I mean, this is three seasons in, so it, it definitely has its own vibe and its own brand, right? Like I, 
I can't ignore that. Um, but this story just kind of was like, all right. And to know that it was like being brought to you by the, like created, like revived the series. I'm like, where, where's this going? You know, like, but then again, how many Rod Serling episodes of the twilight zone were like, dude, you brought us amazing things. What, what, what are you doing now? Like, do you yeah. need a hug? You know? So, and, yeah. and, you know, and as far as the writing is considered, I actually enjoyed dead and breakfast quite a bit. I think that's a really fun episode and I can't wait for you to, to, to find it. Yeah. When you watch that, let me know how you feel about that. It is a little hokey in its, in itself too, but you know, it, it, it does stay true to what the series is aimed at as far as how it presents stories. This one, I felt like they were way off the mark. I, I just don't, I don't think no. this one should have been on here at all. Like, I just didn't enjoy it. I think it was really, really hokey, and I just all the acting sucked. I just like, I don't know. I'm sorry, creep show. This actually might, as far as like the series is considered, this might actually be one of the worst of like what I've seen. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's just uh, let's just rate that twist, and we'll we'll wrap it up here. <laughs> That a segment called Queen Bee involving a pop star with all the language of like, I'm bugging out and all this stuff to end up with her actually being an actual bee. Sorry, spider wasp. That doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Yeah. And I I, I, I think it's so, one. Yeah, it's, it's a one. It's only a one. I specify. I'm like, what's my rating? I don't know. Like, it's yeah, like, it's, <laughs> sure. Dead silence. Dead silence. <laughs> Radio silence. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, but like, you know, it's like, the episode is called Queen Bee, and it's dealing with the pop star. You know what uh, Beyonce's nickname is? Queen Bee. There you so, go. There you go. It's That's, like, yeah. all right, somebody took it, and they're like, but what if we did, like, where she's actually a bee? <laughs> Sorry, guys. You, you kind of I mean, I think the, I think the blurring one. of, like, oh, like, uh, influencers and social media and pop stars and all that. I, you know, I think there's something to be said there. I think there's like, there's a certain like magnetism and like, you know, like you have your followers and you have like, I like, I, I get what they're going for. I, I just wish like they, hmm, there, there, there was some fun to be had here. And, and that's that. Like, what if, like, what if like they were all picked to actually be like, oh, she's asked you to be here. Cause you are her number one fans. You're her biggest followers. You know, they want you here tonight. Why? Oh, she's having her kid. Well, that's messed up, but okay. Like they could have played into this a little bit more, you know, whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what, you know, I don't, there's not much more I can say about it. Yeah, um, I, well, it's yeah. the first episode of the third season. Yeah. I, I can't wait for the next one. Yeah, like, that, let's that, put it yeah, that way. Yeah. So let's get to that too. So I feel like, I feel like for whatever reason we ended up like devoting like uh you know, equal time more or less to, to both. So good, good. There you go. Us being fair and balanced. Um, that's going to do it for our, our review of the first episode of season three of creep show with moms and queen B, uh, wherever you guys find like, sorry, let me, let me get to the podcast part next. Um, you can find us on Facebook, uh, at strange highways. I've been posting, uh, what images I could find from the incredible shrinking man. I just posted a wonderful picture of a cat. That's a lot of fun. Um, you guys can, uh, email us directly at, um, strange highways, uh, at, sorry. Um, yeah. No, it's yeah. Strange highways, strange highways pod podcast at gmail.com. I, my mind's gone. I just, you know, you guys can find us there wherever you find your podcast, rate and review us. Uh, that'd be greatly appreciated. And if you enjoy this and you enjoy the talk about creep show, we have five more coming. So please, 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 uh, you know, recommend to others and the more the merrier. And we're going to get real spoopy for, uh, October. 
Yeah, and uh, if you guys are on Instagram, we are on there. Follow us on there. Give us some likes. Uh, share whatever you want with us. I mean, like opinions, uh, how you don't agree with us. If you don't agree with our opinions about this, put it on Instagram, put yeah. it on Facebook. Uh, and to um, to speak towards um, uh, reviews, we actually had a review back in August that I did not speak towards. Um, uh, you know, we have life and now all that going on. But we had a five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts from CBM007. Uh, five stars. Thank you so much. Uh, but they asked, what's next? They listen to all the uh, to every episode. Well, sir or madam, uh, we are still on. We are still uh, podcasting. We are covering this right now. And if you're listening, uh, thank you for the five star review. And we will get back to Twilight Zone, as Paul said earlier. Yeah. But the 80s re- revival um, in the new year. But uh, if you like what we're talking about, if you like this kind of stuff, stay tuned. We're going to get weird a little bit more. Yeah, because you, you you told me that um, the Devil's Reign is now on shutter. Yes. And that might be what we get into. In we've been circ. Yeah. We've been circling that one for a while. Esperanto. Too. Let's just get into that. That's going to get weird. Right. So, so yeah, thank yeah. you for the review. Uh, and, um, if you, if you are out there and listening and you haven't reviewed the show yet, even if you think we suck, put it out there, mm-hmm. man. We, we, we just want some feedback and we will get better as a podcast one way or another. So thank you. Yeah. So what we're doing next here, let's, uh, let's get into it. And now, Mr. Surly. So next episode I saw is called Skeletons in the Closet and Familiar. Um, the only reason I know that is because uh, thankfully Creep Show shows the cover of the next issue at the end of the episode. So I had to freeze frame and be like, oh, what's going on here? So I don't know. I saw some dude fighting skeletons. This could be a lot of fun. Let's see what happens. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's Creep Show. So. Oh, and Dre. Oh, we're going to get some James Remar. Oh, there you go. What? Talking right. about aliens. I mean, he was in it for a second. And also the Warriors, because you talk about like uh, comic uh, panel cuts. And Tales from the Dark Side. There the we, movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was yeah. in the third segment. There we go. Yeah, so, so, oh, man, I'm, I'm super whew. stoked about this. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So, that's going to do it for us this week. Have a good week. Have a safe week. Um, again, watch Creep Show. It's a lot of fun. Um, you know, some parts of it. But yeah, in the meantime, I don't know. Um, uh, don't bury bodies in like soft dirt and also like don't go watch people giving birth because that just feels weird to me. Don't obey the hive mind. did love his garden of Yeah. <clears throat> you know what? It's completely legal to keep around my land. Another thing I love about Kansas. Save the planet. Fertilize it. 